Hello and welcome to Females with Fire. I'm Carrie McGee, an empowerment coach for women looking to escape overwhelm and gain confidence. This season, I'm connecting with women leaders who demonstrate resilience, strength and spirit. It is my wish that these shared experiences inspire and support you when faced with the challenges life can bring. Hello and welcome. Today I am speaking with Nastasia from the Luxury Bath Company. Like many women, Nastasia had a fire in her belly, knowing that she wanted to start a business and to make an impact. However, she had a full-time job and two children, with little experience in the industry she wanted to go into. We chat about how she launched her business without becoming overwhelmed and the steps she took to get there. Hello, Nastasia. Welcome to Females with Fire. How are you today? I'm very well. How are you doing today? Great, thank you. And thanks for joining me. Today, love to hear about your absolutely crazy, hectic life and how you have uh, managed to utilize all your skills to continue to grow and build a business uh, with two children and one baby on the way. Can you paint a picture for our listeners a lot of women dream of starting their own businesses and following their passions but can be held back by different circumstances and things happening what drove you to to launch your business on top of everything you've got going on you know in all honesty when uh, for many many years I never thought of myself as an entrepreneur um, so I uh, professionally am a business manager and operations manager for someone else's company. And uh, I always thought of myself as a person who can do operations, but doesn't have enough inspiring ideas to start my own thing. And then it changed. I think a couple of years ago, I just woke up with this crazy idea about sustainable beauty industry uh, mainly because having two kids at that point I had two children already um, my household rubbish bin looked ridiculous and it was driving me crazy amount of plastic that we're throwing out so I thought about wouldn't it be great to at least try to reduce it by a little bit um, and it was just an idea. And then I spent, I think, around 18 months thinking, should I, shouldn't I? Because it's a big step. As you said, a lot of women, um, for whatever reasons, don't want to make that step. It's, it's a huge challenge. And then um, I just decided to dive into the deep water, to say. Yeah. It's the starting of it of actually registering the business name starting from the beginning finding out the information about suppliers the industry the market research it was a bit terrifying and exciting in the same time but it was also inspiring to just learn new things how to do it from the perspective of someone who is starting the business as in my own business versus working for someone else that drove me also to the conclusion that I do want to work for myself and so if got a lot going on you know you said that you are managing and working in nine to five in another business where do you kind of start like it can be quite overwhelming to you, you've got this little little germ of an idea in the back of your head of what you want to do but where, but where do you start to start to learn all that information 
Um, I initially, I have education in business management. So initially I have base knowledge of that. But in saying this, I had no base knowledge in beauty industry or marketing for that matter. And you just um, start asking questions from anyone who would listen. It's little by little, but then it's been eight in my, um, a year now, a year. And I found out so many things. It's the little things. And you start Googling it. You start asking your friends. You start asking your colleagues. You um, ask someone to help you to set up zero. You go on Google and search how to set up a business name. Um, you find online courses on marketing. And I think what, what really amazed me is when you're a startup, there are so many people who are willing to help. And there are so many will- people who are willing to help for free as well. Because they also understand that you don't have capital, finances or resources to you know, hire um, the entire marketing team. And it just all falls into places and just slowly start getting the knowledge that way. And how did you stop yourself from being overwhelmed in the process? <laughs> well, some days are better than others. And sometimes you do get overwhelmed without it's uh, it's a bit of both. I think now, especially because I'm on my um, last two weeks of pregnancy and I'm exhausted. I'm just taking it a day at a time and trying to pace myself, for instance, uh, with marketing, with Instagram. I'm fully aware that I should be posting every day, but there are some days that I just don't because I don't have energy. I sit and I don't want to look at my phone, at my computer, and I don't want to do anything. And I realize that, you know what, even if it's going to be my success going to come a day later, a week later, a month later, that's um, that's not an issue. What the priority is is my own sanity, and not trying, not getting the overwhelmed feeling. Because as soon as you do, um, you lose focus, and everything that you do while you're overwhelmed is not productive. Yeah, absolutely. And I think yeah, you end up going backwards in, in yeah. that state. Did you have any techniques or any ways that uh, would help you understand when you were approaching overwhelm? Sometimes, um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I've been um, also getting a, a bit of help from a psychologist, from a wonderful lady who helped me through that journey because I do tend to sometimes overwork myself until I just sit on a couch and I cannot move for two, three days. Mm-hmm. Um, so getting a bit of um, more of a professional help or reading the books on how to pace yourself definitely helps. And I think it just reminds you that you need to stop. So I think there is a lot of uh, techniques and practices starting from, you know, meditation, finishing reading an online journal on, on how to not to get overwhelmed, just to remind you that you need to stop. Today you're stopping and today is going to be a write-off day, for instance. And it's okay to take a day of work. It's okay to take a day of mother duties or wife duties. And it's okay if your house is a mess because today is a day for you and only for you. Yeah, and that kind of leads me into finding balance. So we do often sort of set ourselves a deadline and we want to get our businesses off the ground because we've invested a lot of time and money and you mentioned you know pushing the 
the day out on your goal to get there to achieve that balance. Was there anything else that you could do to ensure that you were getting things done, you were learning the information, but you were also being productive and also while looking after yourself? How did you sort of manage that balance? You write a list. For me, I found writing lists is the most helpful thing to the point that you do put it down on your list that today, half an hour between 12 and 12.30, you will be doing something for yourself, whatever it is. You're going to be taking shower, bath, going for a manicure or going just simply for a walk. Um, I, I found that writing a list of things, tasks to do in a day or in a week um, helps. And even if you don't achieve everything from that at least in a particular day, you move something for tomorrow. Um, but having it all organized helps to stay more or less on time for your goal and still take care of yourself. Yeah, and I think it's quite important. And I learned from another uh, coach is actually putting on your list or scheduling that time to look after yourself as yeah. well, because that will always fall off because it's not on the actual list. <laughs> It's not. And as I said, it reminds you, you look at your diary and uh, you see that oh, I need to call this person and to write this email and needs to do this. And then you see, oh, yes, I need to stop for a cup of tea and just switch off mm-hmm. and it reminds mm-hmm. you to do about that. It's a very powerful thing. Yeah. What kind of challenges did you face or need to overcome while you were setting up your business? The setting up of actual business was all right. As I said, uh, for me, that wasn't that hard. The biggest challenge was after I set up the business is marketing. Mm-hmm. For me, I have very little knowledge in it or had very little knowledge in it, and especially in social media space, because when I went into university and whatever we studied for marketing is completely irrelevant today. Yes. Um, And it's all about social media and no one uses yellow pages. And I found that being the biggest struggle and I think the biggest reason why the business didn't start succeeding as quickly as they expected. And um, I just uh, went for professional help. I found a coach, marketing coach, who in the last four months helped me a lot to learn it myself, to help me to reestablish the brand and how to communicate it properly to the potential clients. Um, and I still, I still struggle a little bit with marketing and with social media, but it is getting better. Yes. I mean, it is so important to recognize where we find our challenges and what we would need help in. And yeah. once you can get that support and take that pressure away, it does open up you to be able to achieve more in other places <laughs> exactly exactly we, I, I think it's really hard to be uh jack of all, of all knowledge mm. and there are things that some people are stronger in and you just use their competitive advantage and you use yours in the same time and what sort of steps did you put in place to ensure that you were successful in getting it done I think steps, let's let me think about that. Um, I think I, uh, I, first of all, I set up a goal. I think it's a step number one to ensure that you're successful in something to actually set up 
for yourself why you are doing it and what the end goal is not just financial but the end goal of how your life want to look like uh, what sort of hours do you want to work what sort of people you want to work with what sort of clients you're going to have um, and then uh, breaking it down as I said to this year this month, this week, today, what I can do today to make me closer to my goal, whatever that might be. And uh, just, as I said, not focusing on a financial aspect, but more focusing on an overall idea how my life will look like in 10 years' time with all of its aspects. I think one of the challenges that a lot of business uh, founders, a lot of entrepreneurs found is that they managed to establish their business and they're happy with the business side of things, but then they're so overwhelmed with the everyday management of it is that they get into the trap that their life is even more busier than before they had the business mm. because they didn't set up that being one of the primary goals of I want to work from home or I want to be able to pick my kids up at three o'clock or I want to take um, a leave for a holiday when I need to. Yeah, and that's a really key piece there. A lot of the time, us lady entrepreneurs, when we start up our businesses, it is for that freedom. It Mm -hmm. is for having more time with families. It is having that being able to uh, spend more time being creative and uh, doing something that we love, but we do get caught up in that whole business process that we're not sort of stepping back and factoring in the enjoyment part and the reasons why we've set up the business. Exactly. In the first place. exactly. That's a really fantastic point. Did you, what did you do to sort of specifically set out your goals or how did you construct them or sort of what, kind of advice would you give to somebody setting themselves up with their goals for their business starting out? I personally wrote a business plan. For me, that was the first thing that I've done. So I registered a business name on on NASIC website and I started writing business plan. It took six months to write it, but for me, it was the greatest help because even today I go back in there. I've changed it many times since then, but I go back there and I look at the reason why I wrote it two years ago. And you just, uh, honestly, for me, it was a creative process. You start sitting down and writing it as a novel. You start writing the things that you want in your life and how you want it to look like, and you put everything that comes into your head. Yeah, I use the technique of uh, simply sitting with a piece of paper and putting myself in the middle as in, as in circle with my name and then surrounding myself with everything that I already have or I want to have in my life from each and every single aspect of my life, my work, my family, my husband, my professional career, uh, my holidays, my self-care. And then from there you start making a list or start writing the end goal of what you want it to be yeah it sounds like when you're doing a business plan it's not just about business it's about everything (laughs) 
it's about everything i think especially yeah as, as we said it's it is a creative process for women it's not just the spreadsheet and numbers um for me i view business as as an artwork in its own right and i love it i enjoy business management side of things so much because i feel like i'm creating something with my hands with my brains and taking it from that side and i think that's where a lot of women's competitive advantage in businesses versus versus to um, a lot of men entrepreneurs is that we nourish and cherish it very differently what would you say keeps you going especially like when the times get tough or when you are down um i think it went <laughs> it's like when you jumped into the water you have to keep swimming yeah. As I said, you just because I jumped it and it was honestly the day when my website went live, I felt my heart racing and I was terrified and excited in the same time equally. And you just keep swimming, you're still going for that, you're still um trying and failing and succeeding and trying more um and every i don't view also i don't view every fail as being a fail more as a learning curve yes um and uh, it that's exactly what it proven to be there were a few things there were some money wasted along the line there were some people that I engaged that were not helpful for my business and but you learn you learn so much through the journey of doing the business of establishing the business that even in the end of the day the actual business will not be as successful as I expected the learning process out of it is priceless Mm. there is a particular coaching sort of saying that we use as failure is feedback so Mm. it's not failing it's just giving you feedback to take on board to learn to grow with you said that you had a few setbacks and you know wrong decisions made and and all those mistakes how did you ensure that they didn't really throw a spanner in the works and you kept progressing the 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 majority of, of my personal mistakes came around not engaging the right contractors for the job um, I found, for instance, that in, in my other job, I manage employees as people, and it's much easier to manage employees than managing contractors. And uh, I, I must admit that I haven't done enough research on people before engaging them. And I think that's the biggest learning curve now that if I'm engaging someone, I'm doing more research, I'm getting more feedback from people who already use those specific contractors and just uh, um, ensuring that the right fit for my business, not only from the professional side of way, but on a personal perspective, um, that I can work with that particular person on a, on a personal level that we connect how that his or her work ethics is similar to mine and uh, as for throwing back the mistakes as I said it's just it's a learning curse you just get up and keep going Mm. I think if you will be just sitting in there and over obsessing over every single mistake you won't get far I mean, it is disappointing, especially if you lost so much time and money and effort and you sit there <laughs> months later and didn't show up and your results. It is devastating because your business, it's like your baby. But then you just calm yourself down. You're like, well, that was needed for something mm. and keep going. 
You mentioned before about alignment, so ensuring that your contractors had similar values to you. And also, you know, right at the beginning when you mentioned that you picked your business idea because it was something that you felt quite deeply about and, you know, not having the excess waste. Do you think that that was a key part for your business and and keeping you going? Absolutely. For me, as I said, business is a creative process and I need to be passionate about the idea. I've worked in previous businesses before that it was very enjoyable. As I said, I love business management. And for me, um, I would be happily managing a waste plant company, insurance company, or beauty company. But as in having my own business as my own baby, that's the niche where I found I'm passionate about. And in my everyday life, I look for um, the things, how to improve Um, my lifestyle and my household in a sustainable way but still you know being able to enjoy the life and the same with contractors I need to have a personal connection with uh, a person I'm working with in order to achieve the best results. Did you do anything special to try to work out what those values were or did you just sort of go by how it felt? Uh, It just yeah go by how it felt. Yeah, And it, it's changing. It's not that you set up your values or your goals for that matter in stone and you just keep going. It's changes. It's changes as you go through the business journey. It's changes as you find more information. Because okay, so you might have a original value and then you end up doing more research. You talk to more people and you realize that that's not exactly actually what you wanted. You didn't phrase it correctly. That's what you wanted. And you just... Uh, change it you tweak it um you make some you know adjustments like in life I guess yeah and I think that's really important sometimes we set these goals and think that's it we can't change it and then we feel bad if we do change it but if uh you are a little bit more fluid with these things we Mm. have the ability to to do more I suppose as we learn more Absolutely. It's really important to remember that you have a right to change what you want. And there is no shame in there. You can wake up tomorrow and say that not what I wanted yesterday, I don't want today anymore. Yeah. What did launching your business um, or how did it bring empowerment to you? Um, The ability to know that I can do it. Um, Before launching my business, I was uh, thinking to go back to university and study MBA. Um, And I'm very glad that I didn't do that because doing my business, I think by now brought me more knowledge. I'm going back to university at this stage of my life. But it's empowering to know that you can do it. You can achieve something. It's very similar to imagine creating an artwork an art piece painting something or uh, or dancing or making a movie and then when you look at the end result um it's inspiring that oh my god i did it with my hands Mm, and that's what i feel about my business that every time um I'm doing something, we we had a photo shoot or I'm doing my financials or Excel or anything else. And then you sit in there and you're looking like, oh my God, I did this. It was me. It was my brain. It was my ideas. And that's the result. Yes. 
And it, it feels really good to be able to look back on that. And I suppose part of that hard work and the lead up of that process enriches that experience. Yes, absolutely. What would be one key piece of advice that you've learned along your way that you um, could give to a woman that's looking at starting their uh, business journey? I think just to start, we can spend so much time thinking about it and after thinking and rethinking, we can spend years on it and then it just loses the whole idea why you fought over it in the first place. Um, I know that not everyone obviously has capital or resources, but you find your niche from what you can start today. One little thing that you can do today to bring your business idea across. It doesn't cost you anything to register a business name. Mm -hmm. It doesn't cost you anything to create a Facebook page. Um, It doesn't cost you anything to talk to your friend about your business idea. Um, And you just start somewhere and it is i think biggest mistake for a lot of people they want something in their life but they're afraid to take that first step yeah super important Mm. can you let our listeners know about uh, how they could potentially contact you or get some of your beautiful products uh, we have a Facebook and Instagram page. It's Luxury Buff Co. We also have a website, www.luxurybuffco.com.au. And we obviously sell all of our products there. Uh, I'm not participating in any markets now for obvious reasons yeah. <laughs> <laughs> being as pregnant but it is all on a website we have beautiful christmas packaging so we're all ready for christmas for christmas gifting um and uh they uh, there is a contact details on the website and instagram for my personal email as well if anyone wants to contact me it's info at luxurybuffco.com.au so would be happy to hear anyone's feedback Beautiful. And I'll also pop those details up on my website in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Nastasia, for speaking with me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much, Kerry. Thanks for listening to Females with Fire. If you enjoyed the show or have any questions, feel free to subscribe, leave a review and comment. You can also connect with me on Facebook in the group The Fearless Female Forum, where we focus on all things empowerment and confidence. I would love to see you there.